In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Our text is the Gospel reading from Luke 17, which I've already read. You may be seated. Our Gospel reading for today is interesting in that from the days of TLH, the 1941 hymnal that most of you probably remember well, this text has been assigned as the Gospel reading for Thanksgiving Day. And it's still the one I imagine that many churches still use. And so, Generally, we think of this text as a teaching on the proper Christian response to God's grace and his work for us. It is meet and right so to do, as the TLH says. However, there are some things here that we ought to consider besides that. In this story of the ten lepers, we have a beautiful depiction of what faith is and what it actually does. So, let's consider the lepers at the beginning of our text for today. In those days, leprosy had physical and spiritual dimensions to it. Not only was the leprosy something that was destroying their bodies, but the disease rendered them ceremonially unclean, meaning that they were not allowed to come into contact with others, including their families, lest they spread their uncleanness to others. They were also forbidden by God's law to come to the temple. They were effectively cut off from God's means of grace that were offered there in the sacrifices. And it would be a little bit like if one of us were forbidden from going to the Lord's Supper. Imagine how difficult it would be suffering a physical and spiritual ailment and you could not go and receive the forgiveness of sins, life, and salvation that Jesus here offers to us. Now, this way of thinking about illness is largely lost on us. We tend to relegate illness to purely physical causes. We think, well, my kid got sick because everyone else in his class has strep throat. Or we think, well, he got sick because he didn't get his vaccine completed. But in reality, illness and injury and other maladies of the body are part of the curse and the fall into sin. Illness and injury are simply signs of God's judgment on a fallen and unbelieving world. And so, these lepers were cut off from all hope. They couldn't simply quarantine for ten days and then finally get back to normal. They couldn't even rely on their wives or their families to care for them as the disease progressed. They had nothing. They were clean, cut off from all hope. They were dead. This is the picture that God uses to describe to Ezekiel the condition of the people of Israel in his day when he gave him the vision of the Valley of Dry Bones. You may remember that story. They were cut off from God. All hope for life and salvation was gone. This too was our condition before God came to us. And this is the condition of the unbelieving world. In Ephesians chapter 2, St. Paul says, And you were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, 
carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind. In short, sin kills. That is the wage that we are paid for our sin. The works of the flesh, sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these are not just sins in and of themselves that St. Paul lists, but these are, more to the point, symptoms of a much greater and much more deadly disease. As Jesus says in another place, a bad tree bears bad fruit. The sons of Adam and the daughters of Eve bear the curse of our parents. Now, the world would have us try to remedy the ills that we face without a religious component. This pandemic has really made this stand out, at least in my mind. We hear so much talk about how we ought to be safe and the things that we should do to uh, fight the spread of this disease. And those in and of themselves, for the most part, are not bad things. We continue some of them even here. We shouldn't lick every doorknob, as I've been oft saying since this has began. But we should do some things that are kind of reasonable, right, to keep ourselves protected. But... The powers that be don't want to acknowledge that there is a spiritual component to this pandemic because they believe that they can solve the world's greatest problems by fighting ignorance with information and lack of resources with more dollar bills. But the fact is, when this plague is gone and forgotten, something else will replace it. This plague like the leprosy of our friends, the ten lepers, is a symptom of a greater disease. And so, with nothing to offer, the lepers call out to Jesus for help. This is a beautiful picture of faith because it shows us what faith is. It is trusting God above all things. It is reaching out and grabbing a hold of the promises that God has made, believing that God will provide us with everything that we need to support this body and life and for the life to come. These lepers call upon Jesus in their hour of need, asking him for mercy, and he does not disappoint. People were warned in the law of God to stay away from lepers, to prevent the spread of this disease, leprosy, and the associated uncleanness. But Jesus does not flinch. He takes their uncleanness upon himself, and out of his pure grace and mercy, he grants their requests and gives them healing. In the same way, Jesus takes our sin upon himself at the cross, and he gives us his righteousness. Faith, then, is an empty hand that receives every good thing that God places into it. But can faith live apart from those gifts? Or can faith live apart from the giver of those gifts? The answer is no. The one leper returned to Jesus to give him thanks for healing. But it's not insignificant 
that the only one who returned was a Samaritan. We know from the scriptures that the Samaritans had cut themselves off from God centuries before this, worshiping Jeroboam's golden calves rather than the one true God of Israel. When God had saw fit to punish them and send them into exile with the Assyrians, they mixed their religious beliefs with others. They were about as far removed from God as you could possibly be. Well, they were about as far removed from God as we were before Christ came to us in the water and the word of our holy baptism. Seeing that Christ had the power to make his flesh whole again, the man knew that he could not live apart from Jesus. And this, dear saints, is why the church continues to gather around Christ's word and his sacrament, even down to this day. Christ's power to heal and save was made yours in holy baptism. But Christ is also the vine into which you have been grafted as branches. Cut off that branch and you can't produce any more fruit. Jesus says, apart from me, you can do no good thing. And here, our brother in Christ, the Samaritan leper, shows us that the life of faith must always be connected to the object of that faith, that is, to Christ Jesus himself. If we are to live physically, if we are to live spiritually, if we are to live to life everlasting, we must continually return to Christ who is the source of our life. The Christian lives from the pure fountain of Christ's word and from the pure fountain that flowed from his side. The Christian lives on the heavenly feast of Christ's body and blood given under the bread and wine that we are about to receive. Faith in Christ certainly makes us well, but it also saves us to life everlasting. And this life everlasting bears fruit in our lives today. St. Paul says, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. A good tree produces good fruit, and Jesus alone is the source of these good fruits. When we find these things lacking in our lives, the answer is not to seek the help that you might find in a bookstore or from a life coach or something like that. We should take the example of our friend the Samaritan leper. We ought to return to Christ, who is our life. Here, in this place, he forgives and heals. And in so doing, he cultivates these fruits in us. Yes, you are to battle against the old Adam and discipline the flesh by refusing to gratify its desires. But our ultimate weapon in this struggle is Christ and his word. Dear saints, let us not forsake him. But like the Samaritan leper, return to him with voices raised, falling at his feet, receiving every good gift that he comes to give. In Jesus' name. Amen. And now the peace of God, which passes all understanding. Keep your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus our Lord.